0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Brevity Code Podcast. Today on the show, I have Cliff Draczynski, who's an elite level triathlete out of Florida. And what makes him probably most unique is that he embraces the usages of cannabis in his training methods. So we're going to hear all about what that means for him on the daily and whether that's a benefit or not. And we're also going to try to dispel some common misconceptions. This show is brought to you by Town Park and Town Park Brewery. On April 26th, Town Park is going to be hosting their first of an ongoing series called Two Farm Tables and a Microphone. It's going to be located at their brewery, combining visionary ideas and unforgettable cuisine, all paired with the freshest Town Park beers guest speakers for april 26 is dan clark you may remember him from american gladiator as nitro and dan clark reminds us that we can choose to increase our happiness and live the life we deserve whether you're recovering from your own brush with death or you are simply looking to live a fuller more balanced rich rewarding life on the brevity code podcast we'll explore a wide range of topics from the very people that give form and color to our world we'll hear from artists brand builders industry leaders pro athletes fitness and endurance coaches, philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and many others. Through their actions, they enrich us with their vision, creativity, and bravery. Our guests have all been successful by flying in the face of conventional wisdom. We'll learn from them the ways in which we can apply that very knowledge to our own path and toward our own self-fulfillment. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Brevity Code. Today, I am joined by Cliff Druszynski. He's an elite multi-sport athlete, which basically means he's a triathlete. And we're going to talk about what exactly that discipline is and what it means. He's an age group winner. He, at all distances from sprint and Olympic to half Ironman, he's qualified for the national championships, which last year took an impressive 11th in his age group. He is a a really special athlete, and today we're going to talk not only about some of his achievements, but in the ways in which he trains, which are a bit unorthodox. So welcome to the show, Cliff.
1: Thank you very much, Ryan. Good to see you. Happy to be here.
0: Right on, man. So uh, just establishing a baseline for our relationship, we met through our, our brand uh, or my brand, Athletic Recon, and you were one of the ambassadors that we had.
1: That is correct.
0: And always did right by us. I mean, just killed your races.
1: I still represent the clothes. <laughs>
0: yeah, <dude. laughs> I do. Man, I wish the brand was still around.
1: <laughs> Tell me about it. I get questions daily from people. Oh, dude. I Don't know. cry! Don't I cry! I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes.
0: I know, dude. I need to. I have a. I have like a little reserve of product that's still like in wrapped in plastic. And uh, uh, I run.
1: I run so many miles. I get sad when my crotch r- rips out of oh it. Oh my <laughs> god! I recon.
0: know.
1: <laughs> I know. No one. No one makes even a comparable running short. Still. Uh.
0: Well, thanks, man. That's huge praise for, and you're a guy that's really getting after it in it too. It's not, you're, it's not uh, like you're
1: going to. From saltwater yeah. to, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the, 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 the stuff that could handle lots of uh, miles.
0: I know, dude. Well, those, those years were fun and Maybe to be revisited someday, who knows? That would be fun. Uh, anyone out there with a big pot of cash call me you want to revamp a great brand. We can talk.
1: <laughs> Lulu Levin from men <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Not not not. Uh, hey man, so you're in town um, as we sit here in our studio in Costa Mesa. You are from Jupiter, Florida. That is correct. So and that's where you do the majority of your training or all of your training.
1: Yeah, I moved to Jupiter three years ago after twenty years in Boulder, Colorado.
0: Okay. So you went from, what's the elevation in Boulder? Mile high,
1: about a mile high, Denver, okay. and then uh, Boulder, you could go up into the mountains. You know, they say for the elevation, but I have found that humidity training actually is a lot harder.
0: Dude, what's what's wrong with good old sea level? I mean, so you are, you're, at, you're, you're at super high elevation than Jupiter, which I understand you're just in sweltering heat and humidity all year round.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoy that. <laughs>
0: Keeps, keeps the skin,
1: keeps the skin moist.
0: Oh my god! Uh, so okay, so you're in you're in town doing yesterday the seventy point three um, half oh, Ironman at Oceanside. That is correct. And um, you had an incident yesterday. Can you just uh, take us through what happened in your race? Yeah,
1: you know it, it, when you put your head down and grind, um, <sighs> things happen, and it, that's why it's called racing. Not winning all the time. Uh, great swim, got on the bike, felt really strong and healthy. Uh, my, my training was on point and uh, mile 16 had a little incident where a cone ended up uh, getting in my way and the cone won the, cone won the battle. So it went down pretty hard, ended up finishing the bike, but wasn't able to continue running, unfortunately. But good news is killer swim, strong butt. I know I'm super fit for the season. Yeah, Take and, the positives.
0: And so you guys uh, listening obviously can't see it, but he's got road rash pretty much from his neck to his his butt um, and took a nasty spill, actually finished uh, the bike portion, which is, again, if you've seen the damage I'm looking at from his body, uh, super impressive. He tried to do the run and the medical tent literally stopped him. So we're dealing with uh, a super special heady athlete here. It's uh, We're going to learn a lot from him today. So let's talk about 70.3 just again. So for those of you that are listening, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So, you know, you have many distances in triathlon. It's not just Ironman. Ironman's a brand name. Let's just make sure everyone understands because there's many other Ironman distance racing going on. Um, Sprint distance is going to be a 750-meter swim with a 13.1-mile bike and a 5K 3.1-mile run. Then you double that distance for the Olympic distance, which ends up being a mile swim, uh, 40K, 24-mile bike, and a 10K, 6.2-mile run. Now, that's the event that is in the Olympics and what most people are familiar with when they see it because it's very viewer-friendly. Then you step up to more endurance distances, which they sort of uh, don't triple or double that sprinter Olympic distance. They take it into a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, and then 13.1 half marathon run is the Ironman or 70.3 distance. And then there's you a double big that, yeah, and that's the full, which is 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a full marathon, 26.2. And uh, to be honest, that really is not in my my love. Four and a half, five hours at the top is all I want to be pushing. I like yeah. to enjoy the rest of the day.
0: <laughs> no doubt. And your background, uh, maybe give us a sense of your athletic background. Like where did this all come from?
1: Uh, fortunately, I have a, came from a mother-father with good genetics. Mom swam. Dad was a overall great athlete. And uh, knowing I was probably a little ADHD as a kid, uh, started swimming real young, probably before I could walk. Then fell in love with soccer and uh, made soccer my A sport. Became competitive in the ODP Olympic Development, moved up through there, and was fortunate enough to play Division One soccer. After Division One soccer, uh, went into the fitness industry. Just started real basic with national certifications and started working for Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Uh, did the whole corporate thing, learning the strategies between selling memberships and selling health plans and then sort of brought it to my own my my own modality is what I like to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it it's good stuff, man. And we've known each other through the years from Athletic Recon and your your theory is is solid, man. And and certainly as evidenced in your own personal race results. So you're really you're sort of putting it yeah, up. Make right.
1: that body as resilient as possible. Make it adapt to any situation,
0: right? Like you said uh, <laughs> when we were talking off air, you went down and you're unbreakable. I mean, it's it's amazing the injuries I'm looking at that he didn't break his collarbone or his wrist or I don't know. You, you cracked your helmet, right? I mean, did, you went did crack the helmet. Yeah, you he fell hard, guys. Um, so I think today, what you know, what what's uh, really special about Cliff, um, in addition to just him being a great dude, uh, an amazing athlete, is that cliff is also very outspoken about the use of thc and cbd yes. um as as supplements to his training regimen and i i find this subject i mean yeah of course it's controversial um but i think as with anything we should dive in and, and talk a little bit about it because you know my there's so many preconceived notions that people have agreed you know like I,
1: makes me laugh
0: right it, the, you know i go back i i i'm not i don't smoke weed i actually wish i could i just can't do it i just either i either get the spins and i puke or i want to eat a whole bag of doritos and then take a nap so now i haven't gotten any of the engineered stuff that's in these stores now and but as it relates to and so i take that mindset right i t- when i think about like okay what does that mean that's obviously a very ignorant position that I'm coming from. I'm uninformed and I'm uneducated. And that's why I wanted to the have world, you on today.
1: Most of the world is uninformed and uneducated. Ryan. Right.
0: Right. And, and I think, and then based on that, we, we, we form opinions, uh, about things we just, we have no idea about, especially when it comes to sports. Cause you would think, well, how do those two things go together? Like, well, does-
1: yeah, I think first impressions last. So most people's first impression of marijuana or any of that plants, beautiful, Things is negative. They'll see a stoner or a couch potato or something like that. So, just like in anything in life, first impressions last, and I think that's where it's got. It's also very governmentally controlled that we are not getting the information that we should.
0: Right. So, you know, let's take us through again. Let, let's cra- let's let's crack the code on this on the perceptions on the, on the misconceptions. Okay. So, my perception when I hear an athlete may use. Uh, a form of marijuana, and uh, we can get into the various forms of usages. For sure. Is this sort of, and again, if this is, uh, I'm being a bit comical here, a bit cheeky, but so the wake and bake athlete, right? You roll over, your alarm clock goes off, you light a joint, and you get you go in the water for a swim. Clearly, that's not what's happening. But how do you ingest, well, maybe, I don't know, how do you ingest, if you're going to do a pre or a during, like, wh- what does the usage look like? What is the method?
1: Uh, first, you know, there's a... Co- a couple people go out there. Is it a performance enhancing? What, 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 what are people using it for? Well, you got to go back. Is caffeine a performance enhancing? Well, it helps people's performance. Is Gatorade performance enhancing? Is supplements? Most supplements are. So I think anything that's going to help you mentally prepare for something could be considered performance enhancing. That's number one in terms of my opinion if a plant is performance enhancing. Fair enough. In terms of the types, there are three basic types. You have a sativa, which let's just say is the upper. Okay. You have an indica, which let's say is the downer or couch lock they like to categorize, okay. which I would say is more for the pain management. Okay. You definitely aren't going to take that for breakfast. And then you have the cannabinoids, the CBDs. Okay. That is going to be a, No psychoactivity and all for inflammation, which I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate for. Um, In terms of, as I said, I lived in Colorado. It's been legal recreation and medically here now in California it is as well. I agree with most of it to a point. I do think that a lot of the rules for the recreation should be controlled a lot more. And I don't think it should be used in general for everybody. I think it should be used in a mature manner. The ways of taking it, I do not smoke weed. I am just like someone who smokes cigarettes. It's going into the lungs and affecting the lungs. So I don't really understand where any athlete can say, I smoke weed and I work out and it's it's helped me because that really, I don't agree with that. There's many ways that they are extracting the THC to make it more manageable from solves to tinctures to edibles. The problem I have found, and why I start am doing stuff with companies uh, with the edibles, is you can't call something healthy and put a bunch of refined sugar and make a gummy bear out of it. Yes, you'll still get the plant, but it's not healthy. You're right. still going to get diabetes. Right? <laughs> you know right. what I mean. So there needs to be more choices for healthy alternatives. Right. That's why people are using the vape pens, which is a form, but you can also make your own type of oils and. Put them in whatever healthy, okay situation you and, need.
0: And so for you, like really at a highly competitive elite level as a triathlete, um, what is what is your preferred ingested method? Well, and I, and how does that work? And so, how, what is the duration? What is the what you know? How many days a week in your training are you doing? I mean, there's I have so many questions because I I'm just fascinated by this, and then I want to get into the You know, what are your perceived benefits? Okay. But let's just start at the beginning. So how do you take it? Well, me personally,
1: I like it in things that are have with low glycemic carbohydrates. Typically, it's binded with a coconut oil. So any kind of situation into a date paste. So typically, I'll make like a a trail mix sort of situation. And that's where the bars that we'll be coming out with are in because you want it to be delivered. In terms of how long does it take to hit, I think that's just like with alcohol or anything else. If you've had food in your system, in your bloodstream, because you got to understand it, that's what's going on. It's going through your bloodstream. So the smoking probably is going to hit your head a lot faster. And then I would say ingesting the edible has to break down through your digestive system to get to your body. So that could take longer. I think it where it's a very difficult situation in terms of controlled who some people it might take 20 minutes. Some people it might take an hour.
0: And, and let's, so we'll just stick with you as, as the candidate here. So you wake up and you know, you're going to have a, whatever, two to 4,000 yard swim. Um, what, what does that look like for you? Like, well,
1: um, Marijuana never, especially the stuff that I've ever taken, has never been something that has really messed me up in the head to where I couldn't do something. I think that a lot of the sativas, which are the uppers, help in terms of kind of di- what I call dialing you in. Okay. You know, a lot, a lot of people, no matter if it's genetic or, or ADHD and sort of are prescribed to Ritalin and all these things that allow them to grab the concept a little faster. I've I've seen and know for a fact that the sativa plant has done that. So typically for me, as I've gotten older, what is great about the industry is they're able to take that THC and bind it with a CBD, which is, as I mentioned before, for the inflammation to pretty much put together the ideal situation or supplement in in my opinion. You know, I don't recommend ever taking enough of anything to get you out of your mind or control. Right, but right. as I said, I, I think it's a very big benefit putting those two together. Um,
0: yeah. No, I see that. I um, and, and when I hear that, it sounds almost too good to be true, right? Where there's this, um, not, I'm not a hypervigilant, Kind of effect, but more of a like you said, kind of a dialed in clarity kind of thing, and then at the same time, you know, the having the ability to have your muscles be lubricated and/or more oxygenated. I don't know that it, is there some truth to that? No,
1: I don't believe
0: as, I've as far never as pushing seen out any the, the anaerobic thresholds. Yeah, and definitely thresholds? not.
1: I've never ever seen any studies or statistics that it benefits that in any ways in terms of pain. There's nothing in marijuana that will, like a a painkiller or an opiate, will stop your pain receptors. Um, in my opinion, it's just, I, th- I think a lot of people's pain is inflammation.
0: And the CBD specifically addresses? The
1: inflammation. So like when people are feeling pain in certain areas, that's their body's response that, hey, something's going on. So if you keep the inflammation off the joint, that's where you're getting the most relief.
0: So if if I, I'm, I'm a listener out there and I'm like, wow, I would, I, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm an, I'm an endurance athlete and I've, I've got pain and, you know, I, I'm doing my, I'm doing all my things that I do, whether that's, you know, hydrotherapy or, you know, rolling out or getting my massages, you know, pre-race and doing all those things. And I hear this CBD thing, um, what would be something you might recommend as a product and, and, you can either list a specific product or a a product type that someone might want to check out as a first time like that, to me honestly cliff like i just learned the term cbd like this year like it's it's yeah. so new to me and i still don't know much about it so and like
1: any product what's going to happen what i've already seen happen is very unfortunate but it is the world we live in so let's really quickly talk about cbd because like anything especially in the this multi-billion dollar supplement any supplement industry you don't really know what you're getting hemp which is legal in every state you make clothes out of it right. you can extract and sell hemp tinctures as cbd so when you're buying a product just like you're buying any prod, other product you want to know where it's coming from and how good it is. There's a lot of, there's not any quality control in the industry. And that's where it's very difficult for consumers to understand. And they've made it very difficult because they can be, the the problem with it is placebo effect works really strong. Sure. So you can take something and it could be 100% placebo. So there's, (laughs) I don't know the specific companies here in California. I I know you had mentioned one of your friends who is yeah. doing a company, and yeah. that's who I wanted to talk to and yeah. sort of find out. But a cannabinoid plant, like, for example, in Charlotte's Web, which is known nationally to help seizures, is a very strong form of cannabinoid. So anytime you can find something like that or look for the Charlotte's Web strain, okay. that is going to be your best alternative in terms of a CBD.
0: Okay. Of course, I'm sure companies could... It- they could dress it up, right? They could say it starts web, but it's in fact not.
1: Well, I think also they can say it has this CBD in it and it could be 0. 0.00002 of CBD and yeah. you could still say it has it in it. So you want to do your research. It is a, such a new, you know, and I'm glad you brought this topic up. It's such a new situation that there's going to be a bunch of knockoffs yeah. Out there, so you want to f- really research and find the true type of CBDs, and even in the candies, you got to understand you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. So that's why I'd really find a very reliable dispensary, find a bud tender, and really ask the questions.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about usages. So, um, in a given week, well, you know, take us through um, your mileages for swim, bike, run in a given week because I think this will give some some scale. To your to your intake of these sure. these things? Um,
1: I try to do a close to 25, 30 hours of swimming, biking, running a week. On top of that, I do what I call unwinding, which is my strength training. I just have a different my strength training does not incorporate any kind of crossfit, powerlifting, or bilateral movements for human beings, for unilateral species. But um, that's a whole nother show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a different podcast. (laughs) Right. So no, the question was, um, if on a given week. Oh,
1: okay. So, you know. So it's 25 to 30 hours, which consists of 200 to 220 miles on the bike. Uh, I do a lot of my biking indoors just so I could hit power numbers. I focus on watts. Yeah. And I get, don't have to worry about cars. Don't have to get hit. Don't have to worry about a helmet. Are you on Zwift? I am on Zwift. Do you dig that? I love it. I need to do that. Everyone needs to do that. Zwift, if you're looking for an age group ambassador, here you go, buddy.
0: Uh, He totally and Zwift, if you're looking for a show to sponsor, I'd be on board. They actually just
1: here at the hub center had the championships where they all met at the velodrome and you bring your bike and it's, it's a great safe, new sport that's going to be up and coming. Yeah. So that's my cycling. Then I go out of aquatic center in Jupiter and I do between 15,000 and 20,000 in the pool. Yeah. Um, they could figure out the mileage.
0: <laughs> it's, it's pretty far, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah.
1: then between 35 and 40 miles of running.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Broken into anaerobic runs, runs, some right. speed work, some right. tempo runs.
0: And then obviously that's push and pull depending on how close or far away a race is. Correct. Right? So <clears throat> okay, so now so we we've got some distances as a gauge here. So how many days a week are you taking some kind of supplement? And what and I'm, Cliff, help me out here. When I'm referring to it, am I am I calling it what would be a generic term for the supplement? Is it a THC supplement or is that? not? I'd say
1: a, it's a hybrid. A hybrid. A hybrid. I think that's the best way to do it. I. I'm very, my body is very sensitive. You know, I rarely eat meat. I don't drink alcohol. And so I th- I'm i pretty sure now that I'm in my 40s, the cleaner your body gets, the more sensitive you are to anything. You know, if I was to have gluten right now, I would feel a little inflammation. I'm not allergic to gluten, but yeah. I stay away from all inflammatory foods. Okay. I treat my body like my temple and make sure I'm hydrated. 65% of your body, 85% of your brain is water especially as a lead athlete living in Florida, you got to make, that's your most important thing. Right. If your muscle's not happy, it's not going to do what you want it to do. Right. So that's pretty much how I live is, okay, how do I feel today? If I feel I'm inflamed because I've put too much workload, I take a higher dosage of a CBD. Okay. Okay. Um, I I, I rarely am going to, B, especially because I'm in a state that it's not legal, I'm rarely going to be just smoking pot or vaping pot or doing anything for anything recreationally. Yeah. So I'm pretty much going on my body. Some days, you know, if I've taken good care of my body and I'm, I'm getting proper body work, I don't need anything. But the majority of the time isn't the case. And especially at the end of a long session, when I know that my digestive system's gonna be off because it's a great, great, great reliever of digestive systems as most people know who know the plant. And then at the end of the day, it's a great way of unwinding, taking something, enjoying without so, affecting my liver as most people do with alcoholic beverages. So
0: it sounds to me like it's it's mostly a post-workout thing for you. Correct. Okay. Can you give us a sense when it's not that case and and you're going to go on a, you know, a 75 mile or a 50, 50 to 75 mile bike and you're going to dial in. Um, and I, I suppose it's a little bit of a unique experience for everyone, but I mean, essentially you're, you're taking a substance that, you know, you're going 30 miles an hour. You're in a, you're in a, in a super aerodynamic position on a, on a, what's, what we call like a time trial bike. Um, Do you... What do you feel? What is that... Is it... Do you feel like you said, more dialed in and more clarity or are things happening, are they slowing down for you? No, nothing. What what is, is I,
1: I, (laughs) as I said, I think each person's different and that's where, you know, like with anything, as you said, you're ultra sensitive to it. I would recommend to someone like you not to use it. Yeah,
0: probably. You know what
1: I mean? So I'm very realistic. Um, It's a plant that's sort of been in my life for a long time. So it's never really put me into any kind of dark places, but I'm also one who doesn't abuse anything. Yeah. So for me, it doesn't put me into anything going slow or anything going fast. It just allows me to what I think an average person is going through. An average person who doesn't want to go too fast. It sort of allows me to second think myself rather than act okay. before I do. And as I said, that would be more of a sativa dominant. But a sativa dominant isn't something you would sit at home and take.
0: Right. That wouldn't be fun.
1: No, that would not that would not be fun at all. <laughs> Nor am I one who likes to take something afterward that's gonna knock me out and not allow me to be social or be who I am. So I like anything. I think it's moderation right. with it. And more importantly, I would definitely not recommend anyone just take something and get on a bike or drive specifically or get on a motorcycle. You need to Like with caffeine, you can't do eight shots of espresso and think you're going to be fine. You got to learn what works for you.
0: Right. And you think this has application with other sports? I mean... Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, you could see it because that's why they've... I mean, I don't even think you get in trouble in the NBA for it anymore. I think that's taken off. I'm pretty sure in football, it's going there. They're sort of seeing it now as, hey, let's use this as a therapy and a recovery tool rather than getting our players hooked on opiates and
0: right and is that is cbd a testable th- like do they that's a banned substance in in sanctioned events so. or
1: i don't believe so you don't think so i don't believe so okay. I, I know it's not a performance enhancer yeah and no
0: one's a legal expert here we're not this show is yeah. not about you know we, we we're we're doing our best here so no no
1: <laughs> i i don't even i mean i i'm Pretty sure that when they're uh, drug testing most athletes, in from triathlon to any, I don't know if marijuana is a ban. Yeah, I've never looked into that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know. I
1: mean, I I know a lot of the the. I know in basketball, you're not getting suspended anymore.
0: I don't know. There might be people screaming at their, you know, through their listening devices right now, going, "No, you idiots! It's Uh, it's illegal! What are you guys talking about?"
1: It shouldn't know. be then. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So. Or if it is, then you got to, caffeine needs to be illegal. You got to take any kind of. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, think how many supplement lines are out there just to, that are legal. Pushing, you know what I mean? Pushing products. I mean, at one point, don't you remember back in the day, those mini thins, those ephedrine pills?
0: Yeah. Right,
1: speed. I don't think I've ever been more cracked out than anything in my life And those (laughs) legal things sold at a gas station. Right,
0: Right. I've never taken a five hour energy, but I I don't, I don't scared of that stuff. Right, I mean, there's got to be a pretty significant boost happening there.
1: I don't know. I've seen people's pupils change on that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you're talking to. I can't even the the Red Bull and vodka, or I just, I can't. Uh, The smell of any of that stuff or Monster, just that synthetic. Uh, Formulated lab formulated stuff. I can't, I can't even, I can't.
1: No, and you know, when you go to the bathroom, something's not right.
0: Something's not right there. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and that was sort of when I was exploring with supplements and stuff like that. You know, I'm very cautious of what I put in my body. I don't like messing with my mind. I don't like my neuromuscular system, which is my mind body connection. And that's what I thrive off of is how well in tuned I am with my body that. I don't want to mess with that at all. And so when I started exploring and finding the THC and the CBD, and I was like, you know, this works for me really well. I'm not seeing any anything bad come out of it. And that's sort of how I live my life is, unfortunately, it isn't legal in most places. So yeah. now that I'm in California, it's nice.
0: Would you say that your overall um, performance as an athlete has been affected positively, sounds like it, like from the beginning of when you first sort of st- stumbled upon this as a recovery and as sort of a supplement and a bonus to your training, would you say your times have gotten faster, your race results are better, and your recovery is shorter? Like would you say all those things are true? Um
1: See, that, that that's a, a great question, but the reality is I put in, I, I don't know if I could answer that because yeah. I put in so much more quality training sessions and I care so much more about my body now than I ever have as a younger athlete. I'm going to have to give myself credit for the amount of hours I'm able to sustain, the the workload that my body's has able to sustain. Has it benefited me and made it, you know, I definitely sleep well at night. Yeah, you know, sometimes when the body's aching. Yeah. Um. So in terms of recovery, the hundred percent, I would have to say. But in terms of has it made my sessions better? I think that's uh, individual.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I think, and I, I agree. I think I, it's a good. I
1: think it here it is, right? I think it's a great option to have because it does. I mean, I've never been one who, when I was sore after a training session, would take a painkiller, but it's definitely nice to feel the relief of inflammation within 24 hours or actually 12 hours of taking it. So
0: let me ask you another question related to sports and, and the, the aspects of um, long-term kind of injury. Like, you know, I have a sciatic issue we've been, Correct. We've yes. been talking about. Would a CBD help ease like a sciatic situation?
1: So with the
0: sciatic situation,
1: it's triggered from something else. Will it cure it? No way. You know, and that's even with like depression or any of these things, you know, because a lot of my clients and people ask, I don't think anything, I think there's always an underlining issue of why people get sciatica or they get plantar fasciitis. It's coming, the reality is, and I am pretty positive I got this one right, is it's coming from the glutes. Your glutes aren't working efficiently and then that kinetic chain goes down. Right. Would it help in the relief of your pain? Most definitely, 100%. Yeah. Oh, A dang. good CBD will, ch- will change people's lives. Oh, and man. and, and if, you, if you just Google, you will see these amazing stories, not even of these little kids with seizures. Watch these dogs within three drops, three drops on their tongue within minutes. You'll like notice not walking to- Not walking, not yeah. seizure. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. And I have a dog who's on it right now. Yeah. And I mean, he went through the Rimadol. He went through injections. He's went carpropan, all this stuff. And CBD oil has been his savior. Yeah. So I definitely recommend it to anyone, you know, who has pain. I mean, the reality, we're not in this world to live with discomfort, Ryan, you know, if there's a product out there that can relieve it and it's a natural product, 100%, why not give it a try?
0: Yeah. I know. I Yeah, I, I was thinking about it just not in terms of cure, but just in terms of, you know, at the end of my day. By the end of my day, I... You but know, it's, it's something you're it's, not going
1: to get any psychoactivity. So with a CBD, I would say a full dropper in the morning and a full dropper at night. Yeah. 100%. So That's, I'm not
0: going to feel high. Never. That's not it. No. it's It's really like taking a uh natural, uh, like an ibuprofen or something, right? It's a, it's a. I
1: don't think ibuprofen would do the. Wouldn't even do it justice. Wouldn't do it justice. Yeah,
0: I don't think there's anything
1: out there that does it justice.
0: It's too bad that there's such this negative stigma. And again, like we started off the the talk by you know talking about the amount of ignorance and lack of well, information. that generation's
1: dying off. Yeah. Yeah. Well. They are, they're the, un- they're the uneducated. I mean, remember how this all started, how marijuana became, it used to be legal.
0: Yeah, I, I know. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, That's a whole nother show. Yeah. I mean, we go into the.
0: <laughs> I just got an inversion table and. No. Uh,
1: Stay off of oh, it. Oh, I love it. Stay off of it. Dude, no way. Stay off of it. <laughs> I'm telling you hundred really? percent.
0: Yeah. Oh, it feels so good.
1: If stay off of it it's it puts your back in a horrible position Ugh. the weight so deco so what you're doing when you're in inversion you're trying to decompress your spine right so the best way to decompress anything is going to be in the water so a real easy resolution to doing that is tie some weights to okay. the bottom of your feet
0: this sounds dangerous no yeah.
1: And go into a pool where you're almost pretty much at like chest, so your head is just over the water. So think about it. The water's pulling you down. Oh, I see. So you're getting weighted down. That naturally, that compression of the water will decompress your spine better than in any inversion table.
0: Interesting. I'll do that. That also sounds like a good way to die on accident too. No,
1: no. Just don't <laughs> make sure your head's not under there.
0: Um, do you? Um, you're also... You know, very versed in uh, aside from you know the the sporting side of the, we've touched a bit on um, a bit of nutrition and health benefits. I'd love to get your opinion on sort of what what people are doing right and people are doing wrong. And and I know this is a pretty controversial topic, and everyone thinks they've got the right answer in terms of you know their their diet strategies. Um, and I know there's sort of no one size fits all you know, maybe take us through what works for you and maybe we can take our own, we can have our own takeaway from there as far as from an athlete's perspective. I'm not talking couch potato guy. I'm just talking from a guy that, you know, gets after it. You know, maybe he's got a, he's got a full-time job, but gets after it from a, you know, an athletic point of view and maybe plucks off a few races and nothing gnarly, but what might you say to him or, or maybe take us through your diet? that might help a guy or or a girl like that.
1: My favorite topic is nutrition just because I'm a fat kid at heart and I love to eat. (laughs) Um, The reality is I'm not a genetic freak physically. You know, I am not one who has a super mesomorph midsection. Uh, I think I'm definitely mesomorph and can put on muscle easier. But in terms of nutrition, I do think depending on allergies is the number 1 you got to know what your body is likes and does not like and i think that almost goes to your genetic strain you know if you look at romans and italians they're going to be more of a mesomorph um, so what that means for the viewers is, is how your pituitary and your thyroid work. I think when you're younger, your metabolism's faster, so you can eat whatever. I'm right. sure we all have a friend who could eat a large pizza and not put on an ounce of fat. Right. Well, that's going to be a different category than others. You got to always think for sports, you're feeding your muscle for what you're doing. We're not eating for pleasure. So you have the glycemic index you need to pay attention to. Carbohydrates break down through glycolysis into sugars, and that's what's going to feed our muscles. Then you have fats, which do a lot of insulation and can also feed the muscles. And then you have protein that break down into amino acids and rebuild. I think the biggest problem... In our societies, everyone pushes protein way too much. No female should be eating more than five grams. It's not necessary.
0: Mm. So you take issue with a paleotype-based diet? I do
1: enjoy more of a paleotype. My problem is I love animals, and um, I definitely think cows have feelings, and I think chickens are dirty, dirty animals. And so if it is— Where do lambs hit with you? I mean, they're cute, I, so I, know, therefore. I, I, I know your nationality, so I know you're loving your lamb chops. Dude. If it's, you know, the reality with the animals, is if it's farm raised and made to be eaten and taken care of and is, you know, is, is dealt with correctly, I personally don't have a problem. I have tried every diet. I've gone vegan. I've gone raw vegan and basically I've done this throughout my life in terms of all its supplements is to sort of see what works for me and then to be able to educate my clients. I don't think there's just one diet or nutrition that fits one. I think you almost got to play. What's good is I have a bunch of alternatives I can throw to people to see. I personally need meat in my diet to feel good. I've gone the raw vegan and I ended up getting headaches and my athletic ability weakened. Mm. I am... A lot better racer when I have a little bit more mass on me. I'm not good at running really, really light, so I but, think it goes for individuals
0: and and you keep but you keep your your protein sounds like you keep your your protein intake down a bit more I right. do
1: so i I also do zero inflammatory foods so if starts with a great smoothie in the morning, you know, I have organic berries. I have my green leafy vegetables. And if, if if you guys don't know, just Google search how much protein is in a pound of spinach, which you could put into a blender. It's just as much, if not more, with less calories, less sugars. So right. I try to go for those greeny leafy as my main source of protein. But I also use in everything is hauled hemp hearts. Okay, Massive amounts of protein. Again, we're using that plant for another benefit, yeah. which if you guys haven't researched hemp... In terms of nutritional value, it has all your essential amino acids, and there's not one meat out there. And if you guys think the protein you're getting from meat is coming from a plant, just so everyone understands, the the cow is not eating another cow right, to get right. cow. Well, we we <laughs> hope that's not happening. Uh, well, yeah, m- maybe, in, well, we won't get in other countries. Yeah.
0: But. So, um, and and real quick, so the timing of your smoothie in the morning. Um, Do you like to work out on an empty stomach? I know there's a lot of talk about intermittent fasting now. That seems to be kind of the thing at the moment. Well, I
1: don't think you're going to do your first session in the morning on what you're going to eat that morning. That goes for what you did the night before. That's why the people who are going to eat crappy the night before are probably going to feel it. But that is what's going to fuel you the next day. So, I make sure before a big session, it's all about that dinner. I am not a huge eater first thing in the morning. Okay. I replace my body with what I feel it needs. But uh, typically, it's going to be one of my ma- uh, homemade bars or I'll do a smoothie. Okay. But right. I stay away from oatmeal and the oats and I stay away from rice and the grains. Um And if you start researching, there is a good link between those grains and people who get cramps in their hip flexors and psoas. Mm. There's a big correlation for your guys. me. There's a big digestive issue for people who are doing that. So something I experimented with myself is stay off those grains, especially 48 hours before a big session. And it's made a world of difference. In terms of uh, I do eat eggs, hard-boiled eggs. And that would be one of my main sources of protein. And then I'm fortunate enough to live on the ocean. So fish is going to be my main source for, for dinner with vegetables.
0: And and these bars you spoke of earlier too, this is something you're working on to, to eventually put out to consumer yeah, so, consumption level? Like what?
1: Yeah, so I've been working for, for years now on The Perfect Bar. Um, it all came, I, I partnered with a guy named Chadwick White, who is the master baker food scientist who started Udi's Gluten-Free, if you guys have heard of that. Yep. He's done a lot of Wolfgang Puck's recipes. Very, very talented food scientist uh, out of Colorado. And um, he was a client of mine, and we started designing a bar because I was frustrated every race I went to. I'm like, man, I don't know if they're going to have the breakfast I need. And it became a stressful situation sure. for me in terms of what I was going to do. So he's like, hey, man, let's, let's think about this. So we spent some time, and— he broke down proper proteins, carbs, and fats, and fiber, and what I needed specifically for the ideal breakfast. So we're in, you know, adding things like spirulina and making sure, you know, we don't have too much fiber that's going to make you have to go to the bathroom on the bike. So we went really scientific, and, and we're almost at the point of perfecting the perfect bar for a pre. And then what we're going to do is we are going to infuse it with a nice concentration of a sativa. And we're going to work with a company based out of Colorado for the first first round of them. And then we'll have a second bar that I sort of did adding with antioxidants using blueberries and a bunch of, I'm not going to give out too many secrets <laughs> yet. And then we'll add more of a CBD as a recovery bar for that, Ryan.
0: Dude, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm pretty- really excited for that. Um, that's going to be... Uh, look, I know you, you're not the first guy that's doing it. There's probably stuff out there already, but, you know, from a... Again, I'm going to trust... No one has
1: the science background more than Chadwick White.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And and the
1: just, you know... Knowledge. It's yeah. experience in this world, as yeah, I'm sure you do. As you've gotten older, you've learned a lot.
0: I, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but when I talk to guys like you, I feel like, you know, I've I've been doing endurance sports for... I started running marathons in 2007. So what are we? That's 11 years. So I've been doing, and I still feel like I'm just at this novice level. It's crazy. And the sport obviously keeps triathlon and running. It keeps evolving, and
1: well, and and what's evolving is human beings. You yeah. know, let's not forget what we are evolving. I mean, we look at our body positions. We're going. Some of us are going the wrong way with the forward heads and protracted shoulders. And uh, let's just do CrossFit and yoga to screw up the world. That's a whole nother story as well. But uh, in terms of there needs to be a product out there that people could go to that's a whole healthy alternative.
0: Yeah. I love it, man. Hey, so we have a new segment and it's called Questions from My Kids. Okay. And so Jack, my son, age nine and Josie uh, is uh, eight. So related to... um, Triathlon, or I guess this is a general question. I don't oh, want
1: to f- let me just throw in real quick something Yeah, because yeah, you're talking about the, the THC. A huge benefit for the THC and CBD, as I've mentioned, is digestive. And what I've seen a large happening is the ultra running community has been loving it. The biggest problem these guys were having were digestive issues after 24 hours. Well, now it seems that has been a big resolution mm. for them is is helping that. So that's another thing I recommend to anyone who's getting into ultra running and dealing with digestive issues is another alternative into taking that.
0: That's great. Just I just mean, want to throw that in there. Yeah, I know. I know. And I thought about you when you were talking about, well, you know, guys like Rich Roll that are you know yep. he's strictly vegan diet, right? And he's 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 an amazing athlete. Um, you know,
1: I've always was. I have a buddy named David Clark who was just on his show as well. And he's an ultra runner, vegan, raw vegan, who has... Come overcome some amazing battles in his life, uh, Superman project. I'll give you a little plug there, Dave. But uh, he, I've always been curious if 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 Rich plays with that plant or if Dave does.
0: Yeah, I know. Rich they don't really
1: talk about that.
0: I know, Rich. If you're listening for some reason, like you would be, a big rock star with your rad podcast. And by the way, guys that are listening, Rich Roll is an amazing podcaster. He's an amazing interviewer. He's a very smart guy. And he has a very great um, approach to his his interviews and, and his yeah his life views. Um, check out his show if you haven't already. Um, and if you're listening, dude, come on, talk to me and Cliff. Let's do this. So, all right, back to uh, back to my kid. So, Jack wants to know how many years you've been training.
1: I am going to be 43. I've been training since it's got to be 37 years. Okay. I, I don't remember a time that I wasn't training. My dad always said to me, stay fit. It's always something you'll have to back up on. You're depressed, you get dumped, whatever the situation <laughs> is, you can always go pound pavement and run.
0: What's that? Um, what's one of my favorite quotes, which is, um, we we don't in battle, we don't rise to the level Of our expectations, but but rather we fall back to the level of our training. Boom! Right, right there. I love that. It's a good one. That's just no BS, man. No BS. You against the world. Yeah. So self competition is is
1: getting to know yourself in uncomfortable, comfortable situations,
0: which makes the sport of triathlon so beautiful. And people people don't understand the level of pain cave. Look, I mean, as with any sport, really, but um duration duration right right
1: like, do i really have to sit on this bike this many miles and right. do nothing except pedal
0: and suffer <laughs> yeah uh all right and so uh josie my daughter she wants to know if you've ever made your own course <laughs> no
1: well I, you know what every day i train that's what strava's great yeah. You do your own course and people could see it but in a race that is Great question. That is something I'm actually looking forward in my future. I would love to have an event. Great, is that question. right? Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: That's cool. What distance do you think it would be? Oh, have, have you there's about there's these
1: three triplet brothers, the Picciano brothers, and they've had a couple. So in our Jupiter, I would have a sprint. I mean. The reality is I live on a beautiful beach. I would love to make my own kind of course like Super League's done their own format now and do it more sand run, Oof. swim, sand yeah. run, swim and then finish with the bike.
0: Yeah. Dude, and that it it occurs to me um you know you you do open ocean swims quite yeah. often, right? So
1: so besides triathlon, I consider myself uh, an ocean swimmer.
0: Do you ever you obviously have to be in a very um uh, tranquil state in, in deep water. Lots I mean, of sharks. That's where I'm going, Cliff. Like, <laughs> what is, I mean, do you ever think about it? I mean, imagine you're probably doing some pre-dawn stuff too, right? You're getting in the water in the dark. Yeah. Before and the where I comes. live,
1: there it's a lot of bull sharks. And yes, there are, um, the reality Dude. is, in my mind, riding on the road is the most dangerous thing out there. Really, you're literally more so concerned. The, yeah. So, in my head, that's where I go. I'm a statistic guy. So, statistically, I'm not going to get bit by a shark. Yeah. Unless I'm here
0: in Well, yeah, we've <laughs> had, we have. We have. Yeah, we've had, um, right where I've done a couple swims, uh, preparing that for my lady races. lady got her foot. That's right. Uh, and they call it Big Corona. In Corona, exactly. Omar, it's like a... Kind of a protected right by the kind lifeguard of, stand, too. <laughs> right, right, right. And then there was another, I think, uh, another triathlete, an elderly, or not, I don't want to say elderly. He was probably in his early Six, 60s yeah. in yep, San Diego, that. right? Wasn't it?
1: Oceanside, I think. Dude. Yeah, no, um, um, they're out there, but. I'm a very relaxed person. I think, like, you go up to a dog with high aggression and bad yeah. vibes and bad energy, the dog's gonna bite you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with that. I'm gonna look at the shark and say, oh, "We're all good, buddy." Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm with you. I wish I had a dorsal fin.
0: Oh. Well, listen, man. I, I feel like we could we could talk many subjects, and uh, perhaps we'll continue over some lunch right now. But uh, I want to thank you for coming on today. Well, my pleasure. Um, always great to see you. I don't see you enough. You live on the other side of the United States, which is a bummer, but,
1: uh, And to any of, uh, your listeners, if you guys ever have any questions, um, not the biggest person on social media, the website will be up, which will be fitsconditioning.com, But, uh, I am Cliffy Dees, C-L-I-F-F-Y-D-E-E-Z on Instagram. Uh, as I said, not too much on, but if you ever have any questions and want to send me a direct message, have no problem answering any questions for people.
0: That's awesome, man. And uh, obviously, as far as my show goes, Brevity Code Show at Instagram or uh, brevitycode.com. We've got, uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll post some pictures of Cliff's back <laughs> if anyone's uh, interested in looking at that disaster right now. Um, otherwise, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, if you like the show on iTunes, hit the subscribe button, and uh, we've got a bunch more in store for you.